Seahawks head to Arizona State tomorrow night, and then the University of Arizona Saturday afternoon. We go out to the phones right now on the Quack Attack and uh, talk to Steve Mims of the Eugene Register Guard. You can find him on Twitter at Steve Mims underscore RG. Steve, thanks for taking the time to this evening, sir. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good to catch up with you, Judah. Absolutely. Good to talk to you as well. I think uh, we last talked during Duck football season, and it's a little bit. A little bit has happened since Duck football season going into Duck basketball season, but. As far as concerns the Oregon team on the hardwood, uh, what were your takeaways from the loss to the Beavers? Well, I just think, you know, it's the second time that they've just really shot poor. Then They shot 36% from the field, and, uh, you know, even at home against Utah to open, they shot 42%. So that's been concerned. Some we haven't seen from Oregon. You know, in the past few years, sort of a bad shooting night's been 45 46%, and we've seen them go quite a bit lower than that now twice and, and lost both those games. Going ahead to this week, then, is it is that fixable right away? Is it just a, in terms of uh, fixing the shooting woes? Or is there something schematic Dana Altman needs to adjust for? Or is this just part of the inconsistency of the young team that we've seen throughout the year? Yeah, I mean, he always talks about ball movement, obviously. And, you know, you get some guys who just sort of kind of go down and dribble, 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 and then shoot. And he said that, you know, that was kind of the emphasis of practice this week. He said it has been before, but... He thought, hopefully, in, in his mind, that two losses would kind of prove these guys what they're doing wouldn't work. So we'll see. I mean, I think he thinks that there's a you know a, a solution there, and they're working on it, but it hasn't shown up in games yet. So he's you know it's it would be easier to, to do that against Oregon State or something. No matter even if you're moving the ball well, it's gonna be a tough challenge this week with the only two ranked teams in the Pac-12. Yeah. Speaking of that, how do you see the Ducks stacking up? First of all, with Arizona State on Thursday. Well, it's you know it's not a bad matchup for them because you know Oregon doesn't have a whole lot of bigs, so and neither does ASU, so they can kind of match them up there. I think the Saturday ones are very concerned there. It's just you know they've got three senior guards who you know two of them are four-year guys and one of them's a, been there for three years, played two years, so they've got a more experience in the backcourt that Oregon's got, and I think that's kind of the concern right now. If they can kind of get Oregon around and, and do that, you know, off their off their mark, I, I think that's what they've done to a lot of teams. And, the backcourt's certainly going to be a tough matchup for, for Oregon's three guys. On Saturday, the matchup with Arizona is a little bit different considering their star power in the front court. Um, how do you think the Ducks match up with the Wildcats? Well, not very well there. Um, you know, I mean, Oregon's bigs right now, it's Kenny Newton who's been getting in a lot of foul trouble, and then Paul White who's you know almost more comfortable being out on the perimeter, and Mikhail McIntosh is their one banger, and he's six seven and you're going up against, you know, DeAndre Iton, who's what, seven foot one and just, you know, a man child out there. And, and then you're going up against, you know, they got Dusan Rist if they can throw there too. So they can really create some, some major problems, I think, inside for the Ducks. You can follow him on Twitter at Steve Mims underscore RG. Um, a lot of discussion about the continuity with this team and, of course, the roster turnover and how that in turn has affected team chemistry on the court. Are you surprised that it's taken this long so far for Oregon to gel, or was this inevitable? Yeah, I think it was. You know, I think you're surprised just because we've seen past teams that had a lot of turnover, too, could kind of get it together quickly. But, you know, this team really, you know, I mean, they brought back, you know, three of the guys they brought back just aren't really in the seven-man rotation right now. I mean, they, they basically have seven guys that really relying on heavily and six of them are new guys. So, you know, even a couple of years ago, you know, there was Joe Young and Elbow Cook, so you had at least two guys, and, uh, they've been able to kind of mix some new guys in with veterans, but now you've got basically your point guard and then everybody else around them is new. So I don't think it's a huge surprise just in the fact that really surprised just the fact that they, they haven't dealt with this in past years when they had things somewhat similar. So 
Maybe it's just the fact that it finally isn't coming together as quickly as it has in the past is a surprise. It would be a disappointment if this team fails to make the NCAA tournament. But, Steve, how likely is a scenario that that has the Ducks playing in the field of 68 at the end of the season? Well, I think it's probably, I, mean, I think if you take 50-50 at best right now, you know, I mean, they don't have a quality win. The, the PK didn't work out when they scheduled their non-conference thinking that they wouldn't have to play a whole lot of teams because they get some, you know, some good wins at the PK 80 and, and then losing to an unranked Connecticut team. And then the only win there was over DePaul, which isn't very good. And then they're lost, you know, to Oklahoma, which at the time didn't look like a great team. It's now a top 10 team. So they just don't have any quality wins. I mean, their best, you know, they lost to Boise State at home, which hurts them too, even though Boise's playing well. They, they just don't really have a win over a top 40 team right now. And, you know, there's going to be some chances in the Pac-12, but the Pac-12 is down a little bit. So, I mean, this is probably an Oregon team that needs to go, I would think, at least 10-8, and eight, maybe 11-7 and seven in the Pac-12 to get in. And when you start out at 1-2, and two, that's a little tougher road than maybe you thought it was going to be. I know February is still a ways away, March as well, but could you imagine a scenario, given the current landscape of the Pac-12, that Oregon – might piece this sucker together and just get the automatic qualifier with the tournament win, or is is that uh, is that too far ahead? You know, I think they could just because I mean, you look at Arizona's kind of the only real dominant team right now. I know Arizona State's been really good, but you know, just with their personnel and they've now lost two out of three, so maybe you know, and there's just not it's not like you're looking at a tournament where your semifinal and your final are going to be against top ten teams like it was a couple years ago. I mean, I think you can. You know, if you, you play yourself into a first-round bye, you know, which only takes a fourth place, it's great. But even if you're fifth or sixth, I think you feel like you have a pretty winnable game in the first round, and then that second team you're facing is going to be, you know, a team that's probably, you know, down in the, you know, down in the standings, not in the top 25. So you could play yourself without having to face a ranked team probably into the championship game. And, yeah, if you're clicking on two days in a row and, and maybe in Arizona or something like that's got some things wrapped up, you can come in there with a little bit more momentum than them. You cover this team day in, day out. What has the mood of Dana Altman been like amid these kind of struggles and frustrations? Have you seen anything different about either the way that he carries himself or the way that he's speaking to the media this year as opposed to years past? No, not at all. I mean, he's always been, you know, even last year, you know, when they were going well, it was, you know, we still got a lot of work to do and to get there. And he always talks about, you know, you, you, know, you get better in December and then January and February and March and stuff. And it's the same thing now. I mean, I mean certainly at this point, Last year, the last two years, you know, it was a team that was kind of rolling. So his concerns, you kind of went, oh, well, maybe he's just trying to kind of keep these guys motivated. But now when he expresses some of the concerns, you certainly see it in the games, and, and you definitely think he, he believes what he's saying for sure. Finally, Steve, how do you see these two games playing out? Do the Ducks find a way to get a split here, or is this going to be tough sledding for them? Yeah, I think it'd be tough sledding. I think tomorrow night's the best chance, just because, like I say, they match up a little bit better. I think, you know, Arizona's got such a raucous home crowd, that, and that's an early an early game. I think that's going to be a really hard one for them. I, I think the key would be to get one tomorrow, but I think you do that, maybe you play a little bit looser on Saturday. But, um, you know, just we've seen, you know, Arizona State hasn't lost at home. They've beaten some pretty good teams, certainly some teams better than Oregon. I, I think matchup-wise it works out a little bit better for them, but, but ASU's certainly playing better than Oregon right now, and, and they're at home, and they're going to have a big group. They've been getting bigger crowds, too, as they've been more successful. At Steve Mims of the Eugene Register Guard. Follow him on Twitter, at Steve Mims underscore RG. He's got you covered with Duck Basketball on a critical week of the 2018 season. Steve, thank you for taking the time to join us here on Quack Attack. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you down the line. Sounds good, Judah. Good to talk to you.